0: The week kicked off with jittery price action in banks again after an initial plunge while UBS still ended yesterday's trading session in the positive but a few questions are still hanging in the air in the wake of the Silicon Valley Bank and the Credit Suisse drama and well, the US Federal Reserve starts its two-day monetary policy meeting in the middle of a storm. So welcome, this is Swisscoats, daily market talk. So yes, yesterday was such a crazy trading day for the bank stocks yet again as the week opened on the news that the Swiss UBS, so one of the world's biggest, biggest banks, both Credit Suisse, which is another world's biggest, biggest banks or used to be, for 3 billion francs with a lot, a lot of liquidity and guarantee put in the still by the Swiss National Bank and the Swiss government. So as a new jerk market reaction, well, investors first sent the UBS shares down by 6 16%. Then the shares uh, finally rallied from the session bottoms to close yesterday's trading session with a 1.26% gain. So the price action on the UBS shares also pulled and pushed the European bank shares down and up at yesterday's trading session. The US big banks, on the other hand, had a more stable trading session on Monday. HSBC, for example, which was obviously trading sharply, sharply down in the Asian trading Trading session closed the U.S. session 0.50% higher, while J.P. Morgan, Goldman Sachs, and Morgan Stanley, all these banks, closed yesterday's trading session with 1 to 2% of gains. The regional banks in the U.S., which obviously got hit by the Silicon Valley Bank collapse a week ago, also had a calmish trading session yesterday, except for the First Republic Bank, which actually plunged 47% after a second credit downgrade in just a week from the SNP, meanwhile remember big big US banks just put a combined 30 billion US dollars in the first republic bank as a show of support last week and well JP Morgan is reportedly in toll with leading banks to do more if needed. So overall, the situation looks better than a few days ago when the world didn't know yet what would happen to the Swiss Credit Suisse. Because we know that a Credit Suisse collapse would be a disaster for the global financial place as Credit Suisse was a big, big bank which could obviously send systemic shockwaves to the entire global financial system. So, obviously, this week, knowing that the fact that it won't collapse is a good news for every single person out there that inhabits this planet. But not everybody slept on their two ears since this Credit Suisse takeover yesterday Day, unfortunately, the AT1. Meaning the additional tier 1 bondholders, for example are left very very much confused with this Credit Suisse UBS deal because well this deal suggested that these bonds, these AT1 bonds which are the riskiest bonds of a bank and which would anyway take a major blow well it was said in the deal that they were going to be entirely written down and they were going to be written down before equities which are normally the riskiest asset and should be written down in the very first place and before any other paper in the bonds category obviously so that decision of wiping out around 17 billion US dollar worth of 81 bonds from Credit Suisse left bond investors confused yesterday about their 81 holdings on other banks so this is one issue that should be clarified very very quickly right now and authorities stepped in and said that they will be writing down the 81 bonds on only after the equity is fully written down and, well, uh, big banks like JP Morgan and Morgan Stanley stepped in on their turn and said that they are now willing to buy Credit Suisse 81 bonds at 2 cents and sell them somewhere else for 5 cents, which is, I know, absolutely, absolutely amazing because it means, it suggests that there will be people who will be buying these. Uh, 81 bonds from Credit Suisse uh, that the authorities said would go to zero after the UBS deal. I mean, it's all very much complicated. And it's all very much confusing, and we don't have all the answers for all our questions. But if that's not enough, well, S&P cut UBS outlook to negative yesterday amid all this new developments, now the bank of america's move index which is the implied volatility on bonds is a bit slower than last week's peak that's somehow good news but it is still at the highest highest level since 2007-2008 subprime crisis and well one person in our audience noted recently that the equities actually tend to rebound after a peak in this move index so we are just left hoping that last week was that peak and we could see a relief in equities because some analysts are not that optimistic and they now warn that the recent bank stress will actually have a major tightening effect on the credit availability across the globe and that will help tightening the global financial conditions much much better than the federal reserves and the other central banks interest rate hikes since a year and the balance sheet wind downs altogether that in return could mean that equities could actually come under a renewed downside pressure a renewed selling pressure and that would be the recession sell-off that everybody was expecting at the beginning of this year or the final deep down or the beginning of the end according to some bank analysts out there including Morgan Stanley's but for now and interestingly equity traders don't seem to be much worried about what's going on in the bonds market or by the recent warnings and they're actually right you can't really blame them because since the beginning of this year as I said before the expectation was a sell-off in equities and well the S&P 500 Rallied up to 20% since last October. And well, at yesterday's trading session, the S&P 500 stocks closed the session some point 90% higher, while Nasdaq 100 gained around 034 percent So it is in this jittery and uncertain market conditions that the US Federal Reserve will begin its today monetary policy meeting today. And well, I know that no one really wants to be in their shoes right now as the US policymakers will have to decide on their turn how much weight they will be putting to their inflation battle and how much weight they will be putting into the financial stability so both inflation and financial stability are very much important because they are both their primary mandate so and if the european central bank decision serves as a cheat sheet well the federal reserve could actually hike by 25 basis points tomorrow and say that the bank has tools in hand to inject the necessary liquidity into the system to contain a crisis in case of a need and this is what they've done since the svb collapse, right the fed's balance sheet actually ticked higher since the silicon valley bank debacle and no federal reserve members could actually comment on the svb events because the trouble just hit the fan while they were in their uh, very much known uh, quiet period before the Fed decision. So all the comments that have not been made since the SVB debacle will come out of the Jerome Powell's mouth and from the March dot plot tomorrow after the FOMC decision. It's going to be interesting. This morning activity on Fed Funds futures assesses a 75% chance for a 25 basis point hike from the FOMC meeting tomorrow but at yesterday's open this probability was around 60% then this probability dived below 50% suggesting that no hike would be the base case scenario and with the relief that we saw across banks after the first wave of sell off in UBS while we are back to the 75% that was very much volatile plus what the Fed will do with Quantitative tightening is also in focus. I don't think that the Fed will actually reverse its balance sheet unwinding strategy or to pose it whatsoever because the crisis intervention is a tactical move. It is a short term move, while the Fed's huge 8.6 trillion US dollar worth of balance sheet will have to be unwound one day or another sooner rather than later. But what I know, right? We will see what Jerry Powell and other Federal Reserve members think about what going to happen and what should happen in this balance sheet and on the race front as well. In the FX markets the US dollar index slipped below the 50-day moving average at yesterday's trading session on expectation that the Federal Reserve can go just crazy hawkish at this week's monetary policy meeting obviously given the turmoil that we see across the financial place since last week and gold traded above the two thousand dollar psychological mark on Monday's open but the price of an ounce is back to Below the nineteen eighty dollar per ounce this morning at the time I'm talking here, and that's thanks to the calming nerves regarding the price action on the banks front since yesterday. Now we know that a further improvement in the global risk sentiment could rapidly, rapidly pull the price of an ounce toward the nineteen hundred psychological mark yet again. So this is all for today. I'm Epikeos Kardeşkaya, and thank you for joining me, and thank you for all your interesting and insightful comments i hope this episode of market talk has also been helpful and it has been insightful to you so please do not hesitate to leave your comments your reactions and your questions below as usual and follow us on instagram on twitter and on linkedin for regular market updates and subscribe of course to our youtube channel for daily market comments i will meet you again tomorrow and until then Good day trading.